this week I sit down with my good friend Neeks. Um, we have just a totally random conversation about just everything. It's just great to um to have human connection, to always catch up with a good friend, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right. You hear me now, Neeks? Hello. You hear me now? Yes, now I can hear you. Okay. We're, we're in the game now. That was crazy. Hey, that was. That was connectivity. <laughs> How do I sound? I don't sound crazy, do I? Let me see. Say it again. Say something again. Do I sound crazy? No, you sound normal. <laughs> okay. I was just worried because I was like, I don't know how this sound's going to work. <laughs> yes, and look, and this is all staying in the show because... <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's fine. Give me the um, bloopers. This this is the blooper the blooper intro. <laughs> Am I uh, the first one that um done a that's done a what do you call it a um remote recording with you? You said what? Am I the first one who's done a remote recording? Yeah, this is the first time I ever tried it. Like you know, I, they said it was gonna be easier than this because this is honestly what everyone is doing. Everyone is doing remote um recording now, so it, it's a bit. Oh yeah, right now yeah. Yeah, the, the the Roni, the Roni's out here. So, but, well, introduce yourself to the people. Everybody's hey, y'all. Meeks. My name is Shanika, aka Meeks. You can find me all across the interwebs at Shanika Mache. That's S H A N I K A M E S H A E. That's on Instagram and the Twitter streets. How are you today, X? I'm good. Listen, I gotta get out of this house. I left for a little bit. Um. A while ago, but it's just not, you know, you know me. I'm like, you know, you know, the streets be calling me niece and um, <laughs> the streets, the streets are closed. The street, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the streets are closed. The streets are closed, but like, you know, see, I'm not I'm not as much as a, of an introvert as I thought I was. So Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a breakout last weekend because I was just like, you know, two weeks is a long time not to have any human interaction. <laughs> It, it, it is. And then they're saying they might extend it. Um, I know DC is extended to the 24th. I don't know what the mayor... It's probably going to go longer than that. So I got... Longer than, longer than yeah. April 24th? Yeah, because I can summon for jury duty. And um, mm-hmm. the courts are closed until the end of May. So Really? Yeah. When I looked online, I felt the questionnaire was like, yeah, so uh, wow. the court is closed until May 31st. Wow. How have you felt like working from home? Do you like it or do you like... Mm. <laughs> it's been an adjustment and mostly because I don't have a full in-home office set up yet. So I'm in the process of getting that together because it appears that we're going to be here for a while. Yeah. So I'm in the process of like getting an office share. I do have a desk, but my desk has not been functional for an office space at the moment. So I'm in the process of like getting my, de- my desk together. Um, they're sending us routers for, for, okay. for my job so we have a more because it's been a pain trying to everybody in the office trying to vpn at the same time and getting everybody like last week i was just at work like for a full day once so <laughs> wow it's like it's been difficult in terms of that but other than that like i think once i get my little mini office area together and i have a dedicated space for when i'm over here i'm just working and that's it i think it'll go a lot better oh it's like it's crazy how um it's weird because I was just getting ready to come visit um soon and then it was like the Roni broke out. I'm like Yeah, and you know, tried to 
flights are super cheap right now. Oh yeah, yeah, but look, you fly in places but you can't do nothing. So I mean unless you book out for several months in advance, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. But uh it this this damn Roni. <laughs> this damn Roni. Hold listen, whole time we having a house party during Christmas and we could have just went ahead and been on lockdown then, you know? That's the thing. You know, so, oh, so we just got an emergency lockdown. alert. We have a stay at home order. Well. Oh, y'all do? Just now. <laughs> well, listen, we've been under that order, Nice. We <laughs> I heard about that and I was like, dang, man. <laughs> Look, it's it's rough out here. It's hot out here for a pimp, you know. I see but you making your Popeyes wrong, so. Got to. Got to because. You know I like to cook, but I, you know I don't like to cook no every day. Like, yeah, that's a lot. Cooking every day is a whole lot. It's like I, I, I like to cook, but not no every day. And this thing is getting to be crazy because here, like, and what's weird here is like they let some places, you know, listen. We talking like not people listen. Okay, for for context, people. I used to live in D.C. with Neeks. Neeks is my friend, and we used to live right down the street from each other. So yeah. we're we're catching up on how things are over there versus how things are here. So over here is like certain restaurants are allowed to stay open while others aren't. And it's weird because some have a lobby and they'll let you eat in the lobby as long as you social distance. And in some places it's not open at all, which is weird. So like you can grab a pizza to go. Um, or if you do sit down, you have to sit like far apart from each other, but really everything is kind of closed. I've been running up to Whole Foods because that's one of the few places where like, you can, you know, you can get food to go there. Um, but other than that, uh, it's rough. It's rough. Are the yeah, museums absolutely. closed? Yeah. Oh, yeah, those are definitely you. closed. Oh, no. Those are one of the first things to close actually. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, because last weekend, so for those who don't know, I live in D.C. When you said that we live close to each other, it means I live in D.C. And it's um, March, April time frame is big for cherry blossoms. If you've never been to D.C., the cherry blossoms are freaking gorgeous in the springtime. They're just so beautiful, especially since they're all, they have cherry blossom trees all around the monument. All around the monuments, not just one, but all the monuments. <laughs> and it's just a huge tourist attraction to go and like, you know, go on a leisurely walk and see the monuments plus see the, the pretty like scenery and stuff like that. So usually this past weekend, it was beautiful weather. So everybody and their mom and them decided to go to the, to the Tidal Basin, which is where all the monuments are, the cherry blossoms and all that kind of stuff. And immediately thereafter, our mayor was like, didn't I tell y'all to stay home? <laughs> Y'all are wilding right now. <laughs> but listen, that's human nature because even like here, everyone's running, people are gathering in the streets, like pushing the strollers with kids. And I'm like, listen, it's all fun and games till you catch it. I understand they need to run and stuff because the gyms are closed. I don't know about well, yes. you guys are under lockdown, so I'm assuming it's the same for you. Oh, yeah, but yeah. like yep. mm-hmm. all of our gyms are closed. They closed the amenities in my building. I was like, okay, even if the external gym is closed, I can still walk downstairs and go to my gym. Nope. They close all of our mini spaces. Wait, they close y'all personal gym? Yes. Wow. That so like if I want to exercise, the only point, the only choice I have is to run outside or to work out in my living room. Yeah, but I mean that's everyone's. Yeah, exactly. I think that's everyone's like option that they have right now. It's because of Corona. The, 
I believe it. I'm looking for, I mean, I know they're in short supply right now, but let me find a good um, running mask that it's like the filtering in it. I'm going to be outside running. And then, Neeks, to add insult to injury, I had a good pair of sneakers that I've been waiting on for a minute to come. How about they was like, oh, your order's canceled because... <laughs> Are Neeks, you serious? So... Yeah, because it um ships from um from the UK. Dang. I know, right? I was big hurt, too. I was big hurt, but it's cool. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. It just ruined You know, I'm worried so now because I ordered something from Ikea, and I'm, I don't know where it's coming from. So now I'm like... <laughs> well, um, and then I checked too because I was gonna get something from Adidas. Uh, so Adidas said if you if you like um if you order anything from Adidas, they like they'll pick back up production. I think on the twenty ninth, or they're gonna make a decision on the twenty ninth. But at the end of the day, these stores are ready to get back open because that's how they make their money, you know. I mean, yeah, but, especially if the ones who have warehouses, like you said, out the country, those ones mm-hmm. are hurting the worst. Like people who have in house warehouses, like Amazon's doing okay. Um. Yeah, so they're doing okay, but they're not, they're not making um, they're not making deliveries unless it's essential. Though now that's that's the part. Well, no, they're making deliveries. It just said it might take longer depending on what your item is and, and it, whether it's in your local warehouse or not. So like, yeah. there's a warehouse um in D- in DC area that's not too far from me. So like, if it's in that warehouse, I can still get two day delivery. If it's not really? in that warehouse, it'll take like a month to get to me. Yeah, because Nix has been it's been a struggle for your boy. I'll be looking through the thing on my Prime like. So what can get here tomorrow? Like what can get here? what can get here in two days? And it's like nothing, 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 right? Nothing. I'm like, oh, oh, that's crazy. So what have you what like what shows? So we're gonna we can let's we can jump into like Madam CJ Walker right quick. So did you finish Madam CJ or did you just finish like one episode or? No, I finished it. Unfortunately, you can. <laughs> Why? Why you say unfortunately? You finished. because that was terrible. <laughs> From episode one, when first I was just like, they started telling the story, and I was like, I feel like this isn't right. So while I'm watching it, I'm like googling things. I'm just like, I feel like right. this is not how it went down. And then I looked up, and they're having a boxing scene. I was like, oh hell no! I know, right? With the with modern music, the weird the weird thing about so they said that they approached Netflix for like ten episodes, and Netflix said no, and only gave them four episodes. But the weird part for me was when you're telling that kind of story, I was thinking to myself, well, did they just want Netflix because they felt like, you know, you know, Netflix is based on views. Did they want just Netflix? I feel like it could, I feel like it could have went to HBO. I feel like it could have went to so many places where, mm. Well, I don't know. I, I know Netflix can give you the real story. They, they let Ava DuVernay tell her story the way that she wanted to and when they see us. So I know that Netflix gives yeah. you the capability. It's just a matter of whoever wrote it. I don't know who wrote who the writer is and who the producers are. And then they say they say that the um, they say that her estate would I guess that'd be her great great granddaughter whatever whoever looks over the state mm-hmm. worked on the film. But I was like, this all seems made up. Like even the so she allowed where, this, the the colorism stuff to happen. So here's the thing: she so she was um, the real story is she was working underneath Annie Malone, right? And animal, and and then she just basically because she already knew that formula, she created her own. She created better where your hair didn't smell like sulfur. But when that happened, if I'm not mistaken, they were in Colorado, 
and then she moved back to Indianapolis. Now, here's the thing. What they should have did was they should have made it seem like they should have started the thing where she was um, like mentoring with Annie Malone or Malone. And then they should have said um, they should have played up more of the following up of the beef they had. Now, they did have beef. Her, her and yeah. Malone. They didn't have beef the whole time. But I think in the part about her mother, Annie Malone's issues with her mother, they brought that in about the phone call and stuff. But it's weird how they took certain parts that were true and then they, they made it seem like her whole reason for starting a hair care brand was because she had beef with a light skin woman. Yeah. And that's not why she exactly. started it. That was my... That's the thing I was kind of... Like, I knew about the beef. And honestly, I think from what I had read that the beef was about essentially um, CJ Walker stealing the formula and how to make it. Right. Which makes absolutely yeah. perfect sense. I'd be pissed to hell too if you yeah. sold my shit. So, <laughs> right. that makes sense. <laughs> But bringing in like, oh, they were beefing because she didn't want to. She this was light skinned girl, and she didn't want this dark skinned chick to come work for her, saying how she ugly. Nobody's gonna buy her product. This, that, and other. And I understand colorism was a huge thing back then. I just don't like how it was introduced, and I don't like how. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. And I don't like how they they kind of like made it seem like. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it, they made it seem like. It was very commonplace for someone who was lighter skinned to think that they had they had the ability to do whatever whatever they wanted whenever they wanted, and I don't yeah, think that's necessarily yeah. true. <laughs> Not in those days. How they had, yeah, right? How they had her walking almost as if she was like, yeah, was like no, she don't she doesn't have just as much you know or more power. It was weird. It's like she was struggling too. Now, one thing I do agree on is that I feel like they should have worked together. They would have been a a powerhouse. The two of them yeah. working together. Um, because, you know, they both died and then when they died, it just all went like, um, what did, what did you think about Tiffany Haddish playing her daughter? Now, the funny thing is she looks, Tiffany Haddish looks just like her daughter did in real life, but what did you think about the acting? (laughs) So my first thing with Tiffany Haddish was that (laughs) Tiffany Haddish, like, Madam C.J. Walker's sister, not her daughter. And especially in the right. period of time when this happened, she's supposed to be a little girl. Tiffany Hatch is a full-grown woman. Granted, right, when she got married, is, right? Yeah. yeah. She's supposed to be like 14, 15. <laughs> Tiffany Hatch is like, what, pushing 40? Like, come on, ma'am. Come on. Yeah. She looks good. I'm not saying that Tiffany Hatch looks old, like, but she doesn't look like nobody's 13-year-old. I'm telling you that. Like, especially right. in comparison. That's another thing about that. Streamline again. I don't know much about Sydney, Madam C.J. Walker's daughter, and I'm trying to look it up. But this whole insinuation that her, that her daughter was a lesbian. I was oh, she like, was. Oh, she was in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, the only thing I don't like is I don't like how. Then that's the thing when you're telling a story. I think what this story, what her story really needed was it needed to be flushed out more. It needed those ten episodes, and guess what else it needed? It needed um, a few more episodes after she died. I because see, because what happens is you assume like they just left it out there like ooh like they're looking at fireworks and stuff and it's like no after after Madam C J Walker died her daughter took the helm but her daughter didn't have like a business acumen with her so her daughter from what they say her daughter married a few men but her daughter was like sexually fluid and would throw like these crazy like kind of like party basement parties okay. or like orgy parties orgy parties in Harlem. And she would just invite, like, all of you. She became almost like a hero out there or whatever. And she actually died at a birthday party, like, just living it up. They say, like, she had a brain aneurysm oh, wow. based um, from hypertension. 
And then after that, like the business kind of just went pew after that. But I don't like the way how they made it seem like her daughter, like they played it up too much. Like we get that she was, but also too, it's like you're rewriting stuff too because she was also keeping company of men as well. Yeah. They were just heavy handed, heavy handed on heavy that. Handed. And I was just like, I think we get the point that she kind of right, right, right. at the same time. Like, I'm looking at her, especially the part, there's a scene where Madam C.J. Walker finally got to the factory and she was telling, you know, the new recruits about how the whole system works and she's introducing them to her top saleswoman. And you mm-hmm. see Tiffany Haddish running around the bicycle in the background. And in my mind, the whole time, I'm like, why is this grown ass woman walking around this this uh, this factory with a bicycle? And then I thought, this when I look back, I was like, at the time this happened, she was supposed to be a child, which would make sense. But Tiffany Hash does not look like a child, which is problematic. <laughs> so like, in my mind, I was just like, is you she know. mentally okay? Like that's what I was thinking. I was like, is she mentally okay? Like, what's wrong? Listen, I don't, I don't think so. Now, one thing I did like, I wish they had played up more, is that. I think Madam C.J. Walker kind of knew that, like, once she died, that that was kind of going to be it. Mm-hmm. Like, her daughter did a, her daughter did a good job until she died in, I think, 1941. Um, but it kind of just, that's why people like, oh, people kind of forgot about her because, you know, she, I mean, Ransom, no, nah, I do like that. They even should, they even should have played up that because, you know, he ran the company after um, Tiffany Haddish, what's her name, um, a Leah, yeah. or whatever her name, Lila Walker, mm-hmm. after she died. Um, Ransom ran the company until he died. Right. Um. So, I mean, Ransom was old as hell by that time. So, I don't know. It needed to be flushed out more. And they didn't have to make up stuff. Like They didn't. You put something out to the world, then people start really thinking, like, you know, it just, to perpetuate, we, yes, we have colorism issues in the black yeah. community anyway. But, like it's like y'all, it's like y'all stabbing at a wound, like on purpose, without giving context. I would have just, I would love to see the beef more. I would have loved to see her beef with Annie more. Like make it real, make it be like, yeah, I stole your formula. Because even though she did steal her formula, she created other right. things that she was able to create from stealing that initial formula. You know, she was honest about it, like, yeah, I took your formula, but the other stuff she created that was all her own. But I would love to see the more. I would love to see a little bit of um, Malone's history shown. Yeah, because she had a she had a long history too. She had a whole company that went off and did her like because apparently there was a hair. She was a millionaire. There was a cosmetology school named after her and everything in her company. I was like, well, that would she had a huge you know thing going on. So instead of her being seeming like this bitter light skinned girl who just hated darkies, like (laughs) they could have did something with that. But like, no, these were two women who were both passionate about the field. And this is what they did together to overcome it. Even though they had the little tiff about, you know, who did what to who, it was, you know, they were both still very influential in like bringing on black women in the community because they both were very like were philanthropists. They both like were very were ad- activists and advocates for people, mm-hmm. and that would have been better to see because you didn't even see the advocacy part of Madam C.J. Walker. You saw her advocate for herself, but not for you know the betterment of other people. Exactly. Which is what she, part of what exactly. she did was part of her legacy. How did you feel about how they depicted um, Booker T. Washington? I thought that was interesting. Yes. Um, I just want your thoughts on Booker T. right quick before we, because that... Eh. I need to do a little bit more, because it wasn't until there was a documentary like a year or two, or no, it's probably like two or three years ago at this mm-hmm. point, where they were talking about the history of HBCUs and how they came about. 
And it was the first yes. time that I actually understood. I actually saw Booker in a, in a negative light based on what yeah. he was saying. Yes. So part of that is kind of like, I probably need to do more research to see if that was true or not. But based on what I was looking at from the HBCU documentary, I was like, this dude may have really been selling people out because he wanted to dance and tap yeah. dance for people. Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if this oh. is true, but I don't know if the extent of that would, would have been true. Well, I did a little I did a little research after I watched that scene because I was just so interested, especially when he pulled her in the back and was like, this is why y'all need to stay in y'all place and stuff. So yeah. they say that that actually did happen, like that whole thing. And I was like intrigued. Now, my most intriguing part was with the W.E. the boys at the table. Yeah. The table when so, so that actually did happen. She did stand up. But they say when she did, instead of like him pulling her back there, he just went on to the next person. Like he didn't acknowledge her at all. Now they say years later, once he started realizing that she could actually make money, he did like endorse her semi semi endorse her or whatever but that's only because by that time she was like a powerhouse making money and she really didn't really need his endorsement mm-hmm. at that point she had already kind of taken off but my issue with Booker T has always been that he did not want us to be intellectuals that he wants to stick more with like manufacturing mm-hmm. farming like it's like stay like stay in our place and we'll have a decent life that that was my has always been my issue with Booker T great man did a lot. They got a whole university named after him. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the main issues, and that'll probably slide us into our next topic, is one of the main issues we have is we get we elevate people to a point where they think they're above criticism in our community. So when they get criticized, when they get criticized, they're like, "How are you criticizing yeah. me?" And it's like, no one's above criticism. So you know, so let's have some black table talk, Neeks. Okay. You know what? That that'll be a good name. That'd be a good name for this episode. You know Black table. Black Did you see the sit down with Snoop? I did not. Okay. Give me a so, um, what so, <laughs> All right. So basically, remember Snoop had called like Gail her name and all this yeah. stuff. Now this oh, was a while yeah, back. Yeah. I heard about but it. I, I but it. I wanted to. Yeah, but I wanted to get your perspective on it. So she sat down with him, and. I think I think he shouldn't have did it unless Gail was gonna be there too. But um but he did it and she told him like, Oh, I've never really been proud of you except for two times in your life. That when she said that, I was like, damn, that's kinda fucked up anyway. She's basically saying like in out of the, all the time I've seen you, like there's only really two things you've ever done that strike me as, Oh, like I'm proud of you. That that had rubbed me the wrong way the first time. No, Jada. Yeah. She literally, like, I had to rewind it back, like, you mean out of his, out of everything Snoop has done? Because Snoop does a lot for the community, like... And they know each other for um, a very you know, long he, time, too, since at least the 90s, if not before then. Right, and so he was saying, oh, uh, well, you know, he was like, he sat there, he took it. But I was like, you know, this is some good PR, but there was a deeper problem for me. It was, number one, Gail, Gail wasn't there. So the whole time when she's not there, everything falls on him. Because I'm going to tell you, if something happened to one of my family members and then I see someone like digging in it, being nasty, I don't know what I might call you. I don't in the, in in that moment. But I was like, mm, this is a weird thing. Like when 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 he said all that to Gail, how did you feel? Did you feel like he had said that to you? I think, well, I think like how Jada said his boundaries. For sure. Yeah, I, I think there was no yes, there was no point that. in calling her out of her name if you didn't agree with what she said. 
And I'll just say another thing exactly. too is that I looked at the interview differently than what most people looked at it. I think I looked at it, it was just like right. as a reporter, as a you know, as a news anchor or yes, who's interviewing someone, it is her job to ask those mm-hmm. questions. So I didn't take it right. as she was purposely trying to, you know, vilify Kobe or she was purposely trying to make him seem like he's this bad, terrible person. It is a genuine question mm-hmm. that a lot of people have and people need to like be realize that because like when he did die. I know a lot of people don't want like to talk about it, but there was a huge part of society that was just like, why are we celebrating your rapist? And that's so I was saying, like, she was addressing True. that. She was addressing that. She asked a question to address that part of the community. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. it would, she wouldn't have been doing her job if she didn't ask, at least. It'd be different if, like, because she, she basically just said that, you know, he was accused of rape. What do you? How do you feel mm-hmm. about it? Based on his accusations and allegations surrounding that, that was the question. It had nothing. She wasn't like he is a rapist. She wasn't like he's a terrible person. Why are we celebrating him? People were like, I understand the emotions were high at the time, and mm-hmm. that may be what caused a lot of the issues, especially since Kobe meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, yes, especially here, like especially like when he like being here when he died, like to see the whole city go up. And like they like it was crazy. Yes, yeah. it, seeing was, it, seeing it was the crazy coverage. I'm just like I thought it was a lot seeing when Nipsey died, but then seeing Kobe died. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like that thing of when um when they had the players crying and stuff. Like I don't like people that try to profit off people's pain. That I was like, that bothered me. That was weird. Also, I was like, like I like, when it comes to those type of negative feelings, it takes me a little bit longer to process them. So for me, a lot of people, they might right. be comfortable talking about it. They might be talking. They want to like see other people hurting. They want to see people talking about it and getting choked up. That is not entertaining mm-hmm. for me. It makes me, ha- it makes no, me like, like go into a darker place. So for me, I was already overwhelmed right. with just the constant coverage of everything about it. And then to then turn on the TV and be like, okay, well, I'm at least watching this basketball game. And like, you know, in my mind, think of like, Remember the good times of Kobe while he was playing basketball? Because Kobe, at the end of the day, he was a he was a competitor. That's what he loved to do. He loved to compete. So it was kind of like I couldn't even do that because let these men who have very real feelings about Kobe, who who like that was their friend, their homie, their teammate, seeing them break down, have a camera chopped in their face. I was like, this is too much. I can't. <laughs> I can't. So I definitely had to tune out for a while for exactly. all that stuff. I was like, it's not because I don't I don't care. It's just that I can't. I personally cannot consume all this. I can't do it. Exactly. So as is and it's great I have you as as a black woman, where do you think Oprah and and um and Kells um where do you think they stand with the black community? Like how do you think they move forward from this? Oprah and, and R. Kelly? Is that your... No, Kel. I mean Gail. Sorry, Gail. Um... I've been listen, I've been so used to calling them Oprah, Oprah and Kel. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing that you guys. I was like Kells. I was like, is R. Kelly in jail? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll be like, because like, in my in my own thing, I'll be calling them like Okra and Kel, and for Oprah and Gail, but then I realize sometimes it'll slip out. But where do you think, think they, they um, were they seen in the community? No, but like, how do you think they can move forward past this? Like, how do how do they move forward and get back in the good graces, you think, of the I black think community? Gay, I mean, personally, I think just, what Gail should have came out and did was said that she was not asking because that was her personal belief, but she's asking because she was required to do so for her job. Period. That's what I that would have cleared up for me. I mean, I knew that, but obviously, you can tell a lot of people don't understand how the newsroom works. 
and that's fine. Right. Now, do you think she should have, do you think she should have apologized? Like, she blamed the network, but do you think she should have blamed the network, or do you think she should just have apologized? Well, I wouldn't say blame the network. I would say I'm sorry for hurting people's feelings. I'm sorry for people, you know, being affected by this. I did not under, like, she could take responsibility for the fact that she hurt people, even though it was unintentional. And I think that's what she needs to do. And then say like this, and then explain why, how she got to that point and why she was asking questions. But still saying, take responsibility. I understand that you expected more out of me for being a person in the community who knew Kobe, this, that, and other. However, this is what happened, and I'm sorry. Period. Leave it alone. Don't try to make people feel like they're terrible for thinking that she, for having feelings, because that's not going to work. Yeah, you know, listen, we listen, black people. I love us, but let me tell you something: we can cancel people so quickly, and then we fall right back in love with them. It's like a, it's like a seesaw. Because when I said I canceled Kanye, I mean I canceled Kanye. I only listened to his old content. I have not listened to his new. No, 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 no. I don't. Like, I, I, I listen to his I'll old content. I've not listened I, to any of his new material, anything like that. I was like, because I don't support him like that. So I. No, I no, I canceled. I canceled Kanye and. And people be like, oh, what? People be like, oh, this. even like sometimes when I see posts about him on a shade room, I'd be like, the reason I had to go ahead and cancel him is because at the moment we needed you most, you led a bunch of people. Right now, people, we're stuck in our house right now because you led people to the polls in 2016 because you mm. had that much influence. And that's one of the things like, I'm not God, so I can't judge you. But in that moment, I would rather a person stay silent, don't speak on politics at all than for you to put on that hat and to do all that stuff and lead those people. You might have been one of the people that led the extra 100,000 or whatever it was that, you know, that beat Hillary because you put that hat on. And now we're sitting here in a situation that whether people like it or not is because of the decision in 2016, because it's all about who you have as the leader running the country uh, to, you know, no matter who it is, no matter what party, it's all about the leadership that affects stuff and so you know now it's like oh now you get to sit up and kick back with your family in the mansion like oh yeah like and you think that you didn't play a part and you did that's why i had to cancel you yeah yeah, you played a big part and then you try to free all these black people to be like oh this will make up for it (laughs) no it won't and i think also the stark contrast between who connie was that said bush doesn't like black people to him putting on that hat and i'm Mm -hmm. just kind of like how did we get here that was one. And then yeah, he turned the gospel. Yeah. And he started acting like that he was holier than thou. And I was like, are you serious right now? Did you repent for the first few said and did? And then no, it's just, you didn't. And then Neeks is just like we said. That was just a sell right. It probably was. And people ate right into it. And I was like, not me. I'm not streaming that, that thing. If you haven't listened to it, no. I don't care to. I'm not going no, because to. Let me, because let me tell you. How if he really had the Lord living in him, then that means he would be going live, just him in a piano singing no, exactly. the gospel. He wouldn't be charging would... churches for him to show up and perform. Exactly. I'm a prophet. You know, and that's what's crazy. <laughs> that's um, that's what's crazy. Even now, is people can't even go to church. Like it's affecting people's routine. This Roni, yeah. this Corona, the COVID. Everybody calls that it Rona, something different, but. <laughs> that Rona, the um, like it's it's crazy. It's affecting a lot of people. What well, side note, though? Did you watch Love Is Blind? All right, so I wanted to get your perspective, okay. right quick, on Cam- on Cameron okay. and Lauren. 
what's, what's your thoughts? Whole, like, what part of them do you want my thoughts on? Oh, oh overall, I think they're. Do do you th- do you think she really loves Cameron, or do you feel like because? All right, because sometimes, just sometimes, you know, you can sometimes she still don't seem like she's totally fulfilled, but she's going with it. Just from what I see on the Instagram, it's like she like they a great couple. He's probably good to her, but sometimes in her eye, it's like I'm not fully happy. But what do you think? I think that she's trying to still learn. They're trying. They're still trying to learn each other. I think you can tell that they. But they've been together two I mean, years. Though, they have two years. You know, the, so the show you can, there's still plenty of stuff to learn. Like you have to understand that, that now they're learning each other as a committed husband and wife versus dating, where it's not as much pressure. Like this has to work. You know what I mean? So it's like it's a little bit harder when you're already in the commitment to learn someone. When you realize that if you don't learn it, this whole situation is a failure. And I don't think either one of them wants to be a failure, especially since now they are America's favorite favorite couple at the moment. So it's like that's, yeah, that's they, a lot. That's, that's my nerves. other pressure for them to try to figure it out and try to make it work. Um, but I think would you would I you go on a show like that? I'm not comfortable opening up that quickly. I'm not, up, I'm not comfortable opening up that quickly. Like in order to be on a show like The Bachelor, yeah. Love Is Blind, or all these like lovey dovey shows and stuff, they they take this in like six to eight weeks from. First right. meeting to getting married, eight weeks. No, sir. No, ma'am. That's not me. And I'm not going to play myself. <laughs> some people are built for it. Some people, I'm not going to lie. Some people are built for Like, they meet someone, they fall in love, they're ready to, you know, commit in that moment. I am not there. So I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. And what people don't understand, only thing is, I didn't like how Jessica played my man's, though. And I felt bad for him because whole time he didn't know till the show came out that he was a rebound i kind of felt for him yeah i'm gonna check that up to um, being, him being so young you know. because she said it to his face in the pods that when he was like you know i'm really yeah. feeling i'm ready to go in with you and she was like well i gotta follow my heart <laughs> and my heart says i gotta see something else first that should have been right there that you weren't the first choice and if you weren't the first choice i mean you know as time goes on you realize if you're not the first choice then they don't deserve you. Exactly. But I can understand him being so young and not realizing, not getting that lesson. But he got it there. It just you know, kind of sucks that he got on, on, you know, a national show, international show. If Netflix streams it internationally, <laughs> but it's true. Technically, we all doing the love is blind now. People can't go on dates no more. People <laughs> like you got to try and meet people. And also, too, it's funny watching these celebrities cling at being relevant on Instagram. Yeah. It's hilarious. Neeks, they got time to respond. They got time to talk to you all because y'all ain't out the yeah. house. Y'all stuck in the house. But it's it's funny. It really is funny. But the true winner in all this is D-Nice. Did you turn, tune into D-Nice's yes. um, live stream? on Saturday. Yeah, listen, I had to tune in and then and bounce out because I told people I can't sit there for no eight hours. I get y'all love music too, but y'all ain't got nothing to That's do with the house. I don't have time to do this. Especially, like, I can't be on the phone and listen to you at the same time. And I think what would have made it better for me too is like, right. you see people commenting and stuff. It's like, oh, there's people who sent me a live to like go and look at it and I guess comment along with them. I'm like, it's not the same thing if we can't be jamming together. You know what I mean? Right. So if he did it like on a Zoom, like he got himself a professional Zoom exactly. and he allowed a whole bunch of people to log on to it, whatever. And then we were able to see each other as we're jamming to him playing music. That would be. Mm-hmm. That man went from 
was it five hundred thousand something? To, he got like one point two, one point three, one point four million followers just from doing that was the a first live Saturday stream night. of music. The first weekend that people were, were for real for real in lockdown, they didn't have anything else to do. And he go with this, this major set. My only my only thing with D Nice, but you know, I like that he stayed only thing with D Nice has always been um I hate how certain DJs skip over yeah. New Orleans bounce music. Um it's like he played the set those eight hours and it's like I was waiting like for I was like, okay, if he doing all this, like he gotta go down to Louisiana. Even BET too, like they it's like y'all skip over bounce music when it's like that place, like that comes right connection with Texas, right with Florida, like all that whole right there. And I just be like, why DJs skip right over? It's so many songs yeah. that's mixed into bounce music mm-hmm. or chopped and screwed out of Texas or I mean listen, if Florida you can music, get like, DC uh go go in the mix, you can definitely get bounce music in the mix. Right. Well you know you would you <laughs> I, but I no, love bounce music. I mean, I'm yeah, I know you love bounce music. In that <laughs> you know, uh, you know, I love me some bounce music. Oh, niece, why you brought? No, I brought that up. But now oh, beignets. <laughs> I knew I should have got a um, beignet kit when I, the last time I was down there. Listen, I'm but I'm mad at myself though because here I am, like, oh, I can go to New Orleans anytime. I knew I should have went a few months ago. I knew I should have went. I but was like, oh, I, go, I can go anytime. After Mardi Gras. Oh, listen, you know they would, listen, those people would have left the their house regardless. Were, um, I, think, I think that's one Burby. thing that... I was like, y'all are crazy. Yeah, because Bur- Burby shut never down shuts now. down. Now Burby it never shut shuts down. down, so... But at the time, it was... Yeah, yeah. It's, um... I'm like, wow. Like, so when do you think this whole I thing... I think going to be at least another month. Because we at least like need to have it okay. contained, and right now it's not contained at all. So, in my opinion, we need time to contain it, and that's only because we need to protect the most vulnerable of our of our population, which are the not as wealthy as well as the older generation. Because quite a, a lot of people like to overlook no. is that we see celebrities and people with tons of money who are able to get access to testing mm-hmm. with no problem. And no, yeah, and no, yeah, symptoms, like Chris no symptoms for them to get tested. Unless you were in contact with someone, direct contact with someone who tested positive, why are you getting a test? But then someone who's in the hospital suffering right. has been suffering for eight days and they can't get a test. That's ridiculous. Exactly. And I believe that when they were like, oh, the doctors are hoarding the test, I would hope that's not. That's not true. I, mean, I don't think it's the doctors. But I think the doctors are trying to do their the best. Fact. Trying to, I mean, I think doctors are scared. And also, it's also balanced. They have to protect themselves as well. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize that another issue is that we're sending nurses and doctors, you know, all these medical, um, you know, medical work, medical field workers into the, the, you know, danger zone. And they don't have the proper equipment to protect themselves. So if they're for, I think I have a, um, one of my friends, her sister, is a doctor in Texas and she said she had to work a 28 hour shift. So you were telling me you're around sick sick people for 28 hours. Coughing mm-hmm. on you, sneezing on you, breathing right. on you, all this kind of stuff while you're trying to save their lives and you don't have the proper equipment to take care of yourself. That's a problem. 
So I understand. So I understand that they want to like. Yeah, that is like it's, said. it's sad that we don't want to say that we want them to hoard, but at the same time, they have to protect themselves. They can't help us if they're sick too. That's true. And then you also too, if they have families, if they don't live by themselves, they have family. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. They're taking that back home every night or whenever they get off. Um, you know. So, in matter of fact, they're probably doing that thing because most hospitals, not gonna say all, but most have a place where you can, the yeah. staff can sleep. So they're probably not even going home because, like me, if I had a family, I would not risk that. No, taking that they're home probably not because I also know um, one of my line sisters actually is a doctor. A few of them are actually, and then one of them I talked to recently who lives out in St. Louis. She was telling me that she's on call twenty four seven, and she's required to be at the hospital within thirty minutes to an hour of being called. So. Right, so it may, oh, at that point it makes the, sense that if you live <laughs> further out, or if it, you know whatever's happening, you know you're like you're really tired and you just need to get as much sleep as possible. You're probably gonna stay in the stay in the hospital, whatever the little break rooms are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, this sounds this... crazy. It. And it came out of not not out of nowhere because we heard about it. I mean, I think part of it, not ignorance on our part, but part of it was us always thinking that we live in the United States and that nothing can't happen to us either. That was a big part of it that no one's saying either. We always think like, oh, that's happening over there. Okay, well, we good. But not realizing that, like Washington, well, of course Washington got the most cases because there's yeah. a ma- that's a major hub right there. New LA, York. yeah, major hub. New York international. Hard. New York. And then the part that blew me with New York, and yes, Governor um, Cuomo is doing a great job, but he's doing the best he can. But once you found out you had a few cases, you should have shut that subway down. You should have sent out a thing that said, "Y'all spraying out the sub, spraying out the subway when people are in there like to like sausage yeah. every day." And uh-huh. like when I saw how quickly it spread, that's how it's spread. like it's that's because it of New York City. It's all it takes is one person being infected on yeah. a crowded subway car during rush hour. And now there's millions of people who are probably infected. That's it. Yes. It's, I mean, it's freaking, it's freaking, um, people, I was listening to, um, Crystal and Kid Fury because they were reporting oh, yeah. from, um, from home. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, yeah, it got people, except for me, like, I'm not really scared because at the end of the day, I'm not going to stay in this house all day. So yes, I go get my, um, my jogs in my stuff people talking about something they gonna turn to 600 pounds not me because uh random fact when i'm stressed out mm-hmm. i lose weight and so for me it's um it's not that i'm super stressed out but it messes with my anxiety a little yeah. bit because you're like you just don't think that this is where the world mm-hmm. would be at, at this point and you have to try you have to just trust the process. But like I said, I talked with my uh, with my mom and my siblings, and I was like, yeah, "Listen, if the Roni come for me, I just got it. You know, it's not you. That's nothing too. It's nothing you can do about it. And no. you'll never know who you never know who gave it to you if you if you God forbid. But if you catch it, like that I mean, was my thing. Like well, so, you have to deal with it thing, so at first, I don't think I was as anxious about it. But that was also because there wasn't at the time any cases in DC in the DC metro area. So I was like, I mean, you know, we good. It's coming. I know it's a, I know it's a threat. I'm gonna go ahead and get myself together to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And then in, I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard or anybody has listened. So it got real, really bad in DC really quickly. I wouldn't say like really bad because of course we're not anywhere when? near the scale that it is in um, New York. But there was a priest 
who held communion at the very end, at the end of um, February, tested positive for coronavirus at the beginning of March. And he had personally touched over 500 people at this um, mask that he held over, you know, with like, even though I don't know if he was symptomatic at the time, but I'm assuming he had to have some type of symptoms in order for him to get tested. So he's probably coughing, touching his hands, touching people, who knows what he was doing. So even if all of those 500 people that he personally touched to give communion to that day only interacted with one other person and then that person interacting with one other person, you can see how that can spread so quickly. So as soon as that story came out, it was like mayhem over here. And that's when things started shutting down. Mm-hmm. First it was like, oh, we have a single case. Then it was like, okay, we have a handful of cases. Then it was like, okay, we have a few hundred cases. Then it was like, all right, we're shutting everything down. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, and you know, and what's weird about it too is that you know, um, DC primarily a drive, a, well, sort of a walk, but drive primarily a driving city. You know, there are people that walk too. But you're right though that would that would that would do it. I mean, if he touched over, oof, over yeah. five hundred people, that like, yeah, that'd definitely that'd definitely do it. Ugh. And those people probably probably because he was a priest, they probably like, oh, I don't ever want to wash well, my I mean, hand. Like, you know, Ooh, sometimes no. other people they always add a, they always add like a little cough or a little sneeze, and it never really means anything, you know. But they yeah, they well. at least they probably thought it didn't mean anything, but this time it meant something. <laughs> it listen exactly. So side note, I'm pivot right quick. How do you how do you feel about Disney delaying Mulan and Black they Widow? Are do you, Black I, Widow. Do you I feel they should just throw it on? I'm I'm pissed too. I'm pissed because I feel like they should just throw it on Disney Plus. I, I know that it's all about the dollar. Okay, and for all the movies that are supposed to come out, give us access to them, but give us the price to be able to pay mm-hmm. if we were at the theater. So I know they had this little cute little thing where they yes. had three movies so you can watch for twenty dollars. Let me tell you, I don't pay twenty dollars to see a movie on a regular day. So why would I pay twenty dollars to stream it? <laughs> Y'all are wild. Right. I, like I pay fifty three cents to see a movie. Thank you, Rigo Unlimited. Why would I pay yes, yes, $20 Rigo. for a single movie? That doesn't make any sense. Of course, I'm not going to watch it. Right. Especially if you I know really Onward was one of the movies I wanted to see, and that's going to be on Disney Plus in next week, and I'll say, I can wait. <laughs> hmm I mean, they, they got to figure out no, something. That, that is that's, just, so, you, do, you think, do you think they should put I it on Disney Plus? that they should allow it to be... Well, I understand that they don't... Mm, they would... I mean, the thing is, there's no point in delaying Red, um, Black Widow because the film, the film has been done for a minute. So basically, y'all are just holding on to it because y'all want to make money off of it, you know, and Mulan's. But yeah, I understand. just throw it on. I matter understand. Fact, throw, it they on, wanna, throw it on. I mean, it does make sense because in order for it to get money, the movie to make money back, and I know I don't know about Mulan, but I know that Marvel movie probably cost a pretty penny. So I understand they wanted to recoup the cost. Right, but here's the, here's the problem they have in the the problem they having is, it whenever these theaters back open back up, which might not be for a minute, especially the movie theaters, because you know people things just sit in the movie theater, germs and all kind of stuff. Um, when it opens back up, you're gonna have a pile on because don't forget, it's movies that's um, Candyman, all these bunch, all the different movies gonna be coming out oh, back yeah. and back and back. So when do you throw Blackwood in it? They already they already moved Fast and Furious to next spring. They delayed that. 
So you can't move Black Widow to next spring because next spring we're supposed to be having more Marvel movies coming out. And then they got, um, what's that, the New Mutants movie. They delaying that. So it's like, only so long can you delay these movies before you just got to no, throw them on demand. Yeah, that's how I said, like, you need you to, so, the ones, they should come you out You got to cut your losses on streaming. Like, granted, I'm on, like, I would pay a little bit extra if it's um, a new movie. I would say, like, nine ninety nine because that's, I don't rent movies that are not in unless they're, like, same day as theaters. But twenty dollars is ridiculous. If I pay twenty dollars for black, right? I'm not saying twenty dollars. I was like, I might pay ten, maybe, maybe, but I'm not paying twenty. Right, maybe that's not happening. <laughs> no, not for no black widow. Especially, I'm not super thrilled really from the trailer. Anyway, there's, there's going to be some Easter eggs in this black widow movie. Because remember, this is the first. This is the first movie in the yes. new phase. So, well, I mean, technically, Spider-Man: Far From Home was the first movie. But this is like the first, like real legit. Because Far From Home happened not long after um, Endgame, so Black Widow is supposed to be like the start of the legit new, you know, arc in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there's going to be a lot of things in there, even though like I still to this day like Marvel is very smart. They wouldn't say something. They wouldn't release this movie unless there was something important yeah. about that was going that was going to happen that was going to come up later. That's just how Marvel works. So, I got it. Yeah, you're right. It's gonna be full. It's gonna be full of Easter eggs. Um, I think. Is there any show in particular, um, that that you're looking forward to? A TV show that you're looking forward to coming out? Um, since we stuck at home anyway, and have nothing to watch. I have you started it, Little Fires everywhere? It. I heard about that I one. It, yeah. um, I heard it's really what about good. Tigers it's really good. on Netflix. I can't think of what it's called. I have it. I have but not I keep started. It. Have you started? It's really, really good. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I might do that. Um, yeah. Oh, of course. Are you looking forward to Instagram? I actually need to re- start rewatching the, the the old seasons because I mean, at this point, I don't remember what happened. <laughs> and you know what's so you know what's so funny? Actually, this is working towards Issa Rae's game because we'll, yeah. we'll all be home anyway. Because I really feel like if we all weren't home, I don't think people were gonna be tuned in that much because she she, she took such a, a long break, break. and she then now that she's back, she's not. Break. And then. We find out she took a break to make this Looking. film with um, what's his name, Panjani or whatever, and that and this film doesn't look that funny to me. Uh-huh. Well, does it look funny we'll to you? The, the, the lovebirds only because it got me better than the photograph. <laughs> and it's right when I saw and the thing about the photograph is it wasn't a bad story. It I didn't. It wasn't a bad movie. I enjoyed the movie. What I could not stand was it's the right in that movie. I was like, man, you have you're not inflecting. Like, right. He's just acting his ass off. He's acting his ass from like his hair follicles down to his toes. He's acting. You can feel it. And then she just right. one tone. She's she killed like the awkward parts, like the parts that she had to be a little bit awkward, a little, you know, funny. She killed that. But in terms of like being tense, being emotional, she wasn't it was not there. You know, I think it comes back down to is that thing that we were uh, talking about earlier, critique. Like some people get to a point where it's like you're not above going to an acting class or a nice refresher class. And we'll it's funny bring that up because we'll the first wonders. thing that comes to mind about that is about Tyler Perry. I actually had a conversation with someone, a group of friends. Oh, on- uh, you know this? You know, it's crazy how we catch yes, up on so much. Did you see that movie? <laughs> When they had that man in that diner <laughs> eating air, I said, I said, I said, at this point, you just throwing whatever out there. You really not. 
And it could have been so. It oh been my good. god! I'm like, the crazy thing to me was like from the first scene. I can't remember exactly what happened. It was something when the woman got out of bed, and I was just like, "No black woman's going to bed like that." Like she got full <laughs> makeup on, her wig, her hair's not covered. Her she has all her jewelry on. So like, ain't no woman going to sleep like that. And I was like, the details. Right. That's the problem. You need to just take some like, details to make it believable. Like, come on. It's right, and then they gonna stop doing. They gonna stop doing oh, yes. Cicely Tyson like this. <laughs> they did. You know what? She. I think she. I think she just. I think she just really. I think she just really loves Tyler Perry. I think, and she respects him. But I think really what happens is, I think she overlooks the stuff he puts her in or the movies he makes because I think she comes from that time where she probably never thought she'd see a black man own a movie um a movie studio or on any of that stuff so i think she's so enamored with him that she overlooks and just does anything because he be having her look like a used tissue and i'm like y'all ain't gonna do cicely tyson like this but yeah we can go let's yeah we can go ahead and have that conversation so my um it's hard because with him again um like i said we spoke about him um, in the past, but when the movie came out, I'm like, okay, it's like, I really want to like this movie. I really want to see you shaking up. I even want to see you shake it up with your TV shows on BET. But I think he's reached a point where he's kind of like those old uncles in the family. It's like, this is the way I am, but at the same time, I still want to be relevant, but I don't want to change, but I want to be relevant. So please keep me relevant, but I'm not open yeah. to change. You see how all that makes no sense at all. Same. So... I Definitely. think he needs to work with other people. I think, matter of fact, he should try once. If he tries once and just supports, uh, just maybe somebody, may, maybe it could be just like a TV show. Let it, no, a test run. Do one episode. Let one writer write one episode. Out of the many episodes you do, let a writer do one episode. And just see how, it, you know, how it works or whatever. Because at this point, it's almost like, even though he has the studio and stuff, it's like your legacy is gonna be, um, what's that word? People not um, Chicklin Circus. Chicklin Circus. And the crazy part is he doesn't it's care. Like that's, that's what, what he wants. Be, he wants to um, the Chicklin Circuit. But here's the thing, because much like, and this ties right back into Madam C.J. Walker. What if his son grows up to not even like the the entertainment industry? So then it's all for not anyway. So while you're here and while you're still alive, um. Put, put out quality put out quality things that's the reason spike lee don't be just pushing movies and pushing stuff out there because he knows if i keep pushing stuff out there it's not quality quentin tarantino you see quentin tarantino the only time he makes films is when he feels like it's gonna win an oscar some of them be oscar bait yeah. movies but they be good like finally brad, finally brad pitt finally after all these years finally just went ahead and won one and i think Quentin Tarantino says, once I get to a certain point, I'm not making movies no more because you want your legacy to matter. The wigs and the praise even had Felicia Rashad it fighting in the it kitchen. It was for an all-star cast. It didn't seem like an all-star and, cast. I was like, were they, were they, were they um, thirsty for a check? Because what is this? And I'm right. And then I've never seen somebody get arrested and then the right. cop just drive off and leave them there. Like, the details? That how the details is happening. Now I will say, I will say, he was smart to put that on Netflix because yes, we be home and we be bored, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and watch it. That's the and actually that's what saving that's what saving Netflix. 
I thought Disney Plus was going to take them out. But what's saving Netflix is that people come home. My mom right. will come home and she don't even watch TV no more. She just watch Netflix. And that's what saves people. Hey, it's like, even it's like, gotten to the point where I decided the TV just always on Netflix. Like, cable mm-hmm. Because I'm mm-hmm. all late. Now that I got the fire stick, that's all I do. I just watch the fire stick between Disney Plus and Netflix. No, I got um, I got rid, I got rid, I got rid of cable niece, and I got this thing called Philo. So, um, you pay twenty dollars a month. It allows you to watch. I still get to watch all my ratchet TV shows for twenty dollars oh. a month, and then I just got Wi Fi in the house. So I, so yeah, so you get to watch all the TV shows live. So the only catch is when y'all be watching the TV shows at eight, I gotta oh. be home by five so I can watch it live, or I can always yeah, that's the only catch. Or I can always rewind it later. But it's dope. I'm not like I'm not paying all that money. I got that. I can watch all my HGTV, my House Hunters, all that good stuff, and Wi-Fi for um my Hulu, my Netflix, and yeah. my Stars, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Because I got the Roku. I didn't like the Roku. About Disney Plus is that we were we were yes. excited about Disney Plus. They started, yeah. talking, they started talking about all of the Marvel content that's going to be exclusive exclusive to Disney Plus. But the problem was, I don't think I don't I didn't realize. The content that Marvel is going to be pushing out that's unique to Disney Plus isn't coming until like later this year. So that's the problem. Exactly. And then I didn't, I didn't like how Disney Plus was trying to play um our girl Hillary Duff. Lizzie McGuire is grown. Is her now. own show out now? Let Lizzie be grown. No, they um they were having a disagreement because Disney Plus still wants to keep it like family friendly. And they're trying to say mm-hmm. that Lizzie is 30 years old. She's in her 30s now. And they want her to be, to be able to explore sexual relationships and just tell real stories. And they're trying to keep it family friendly. So Disney has acquired Hulu. So Lizzie, before this whole Corona thing, Makes I mean, sense. Hillary yeah. was trying to tell them, we'll just put it on Hulu. Especially since, they have, especially since um, Disney has you that bundle pack. I don't and I, Right. It's not. It, listen, Lizzie McGuire is not for these kids. It's for us. It's, it's not for these kids to... No, we're the ones that's going to be watching it because we're the ones who grew up watching it. These new kids, they don't care about nothing. The only thing they care about now is TikTok. That's the it. Which, Neeks, if I, if I hear... Baby, come to the door. If I hear that one more time. Neeks. Like, literally, Neeks. And then I can even see if people were like, the energy is so low in the video. It's like, it's the... Because people are tired of hearing that song. Especially since we're all in the house, that's all we're listening to. <laughs> it was cute when like people saw it every that's, once in a while, but when every video is that, the same type of music, we're like, all right. That now one thing I will say is I know Meg the Stallion happy that the little Savage Challenge came out because that I see that song everywhere too. Savage, I, I Savage, and Baby Come. That's all Those I can hear. Cute. I'm like. The, like the ones who did, like, yeah, when it first yeah, came out, I was like, cool. oh, this is funny. But cool. then, like, the more creative people have gotten with it, I'm like, oh, this is really, really good. It is. I have, I like, do, like, see how people have been being creative, even with, like, the probates. Oh, that's people cute. People to flip yeah. the switch, like, with them in regular clothes and then into the probate outfits. That's been cool. That's, that's been, um, that's been really thinking, cool. That's, that's and I know, I know they so bummed I out. I know they bummed out. But, hey. with masters and PhDs this year. <laughs> And if anyone has ever gotten a, um, mm-hmm. I mean, getting a bachelor's degree or any degree in and of itself is a big accomplishment. So being able to walk across the, the stage or getting your name called, or, right. you know, getting your degree conferred if you've um, 
that's a huge deal. And yes, I understand you've already earned your degree by the time the graduation date gets there. But honestly, as someone who's gone through it, it's not the same. Like the moment I remember, just remember for those who don't know, I'm an attorney. So when I was in law school, don't let it, first of all, anybody think about law school, it's not a joke. You need to be serious about what you want because it's it's not a game. It's not a game. But there were so many times I wanted to quit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there were so many times I wanted to quit. So That's when what I was able to walk That's across the stage and get hooded, it was like a huge moment to me. Only Second only to them getting sworn to the bar. That was another big moment. But getting hooded was such a huge moment. I just remember how happy I was and how proud I was of myself for being able to do all this because it's a lot <laughs> for getting through it. So a part of me is like, yes, I understand doing people who are getting who are graduating this season are have already done the work and earned their degrees whatever that degree is even if it's a high school diploma you've earned that shit like it's still a huge moment and I, I'm, I'm sad that people don't get to celebrate that moment that part sucks yeah that's but yeah because i have a few friends that are um, graduating from howard law this year and i'm like yeah. how does that work like technically they've already they're already kind of done right but they still want the moment of, like you said, your your family, your friends. And, and I hope, like you said, like, yeah. I hope Howard will be like, everyone does, everyone because they, like they deserve that moment. Whether it's a high school degree, high school diploma, whether you're getting a certificate from something, from some program that you were um, working on for who knows how long, or, you know, it's a higher education degree. Like, it's a huge deal. And that moment is a big deal. And I was hoping at least they would try to set something up to do it virtually. So they have that moment virtually, yeah. even if like, you know, it's just you and one other person in the room mm-hmm. and it's streamed to everybody else, like your family, your friends or whatever, if you get in the link, that would be good enough. But still bad. yeah, that's, that's the thing. You know, they closed, they, they that's closed the my school for like, the rest dang. of the semester. State. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Closed and, and made them come get their stuff off the campus. They're like y'all. Y'all got to this date to get y'all stuff off the campus. This is crazy time, Neeks. It's a crazy time. So, what's still open in DC? So right I'm, now, I'm we have like, what, what is still open uh, in DC? So you can still do Uber Eats and DoorDash. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so, so all the carryouts are still open. The carry, like even restaurants are open, but they're only for <gasps> delivery only. Um, so you can still do Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, whatever your you know, okay. tickets are fancy. Um, what else is open? Hospitals, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Actually, yes. Walmart's, Targets. Um, Wait, is Walmart open? I haven't been to that one, but yes, I believe. All, as far as I know, I mean, like I said, when we started recording, I got an alert on my phone saying that we had a stay-at-home order. So, I'm assuming that happened today. But um, yes. Mm previously target walmart grocery stores pharmacies those type of buildings were still open um yeah like i said with this new order i'm gonna have to read it when i finish recording to see what's actually going on but and people listening the cdc did say that in order to stop the spread of the virus it'd be best to sleep with people that live in your household (laughs) i know that's that's hard that's hard for a lot of you see um but (laughs) no i believe they say say no seriously this is the real thing they put this out for their guidance governor cuomo cuomo has also put out a powerpoint presentation about sexual health in the time of (laughs) coronavirus 
<laughs> he did. He did. He's like, keep y'all your can't circle small. No more, none of that stuff. Okay. Base. Listen, that's what they said. It was like, because, you know, it's no need to be catching STDs <laughs> and Corona. You know, you got to pick a struggle. And have both. You know, you know what I'm saying? That is, and that's another, that, and that's another, matter of fact, look at us talking health. That's another thing, too. You don't know if you catch both at the same time. That's you don't know problem, what the yeah, corona will agitate like, the STD. Um, like you don't know. Because healthy. You don't know. Like there is no under. You're not at risk for any ailments, whatever. There's yeah. always a chance that it's, that the virus could kick off some other underlying health condition that you were not aware of, or that you were close to being at risk for, and then it just all of a sudden puts you at risk. So that's another thing. I think that's why mm-hmm. I don't want to keep talking about it because it gives me anxiety. I think it's important for people to understand that anyone listening, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. that yes, it does affect those who are older a lot more than it affects people who are in our age group, which are in like or late to mid, late twenties to early thirties. Yes. But you don't understand, like if you don't, you don't know what other people are going through. Like your friend who has asthma, they're probably gonna get guy. Your friend who's a preemie, they're probably gonna get guy. Your friend who has diabetes, right. they're gonna get guy. Your friend who has a who has high blood pressure, they're gonna get guy. Like. It's things like that. Like you also don't know. Like mm-hmm. I um, also read a story a while back that someone um, who unfortunately passed from complications due to the virus found out he had leukemia. So as I mean, like it could trigger who knows what in you, mm-hmm. and it's just better for us to be safe. Not just even if you think you're going to be okay, this isn't about you. It's about everybody else around you. Exactly. Exactly. And please, people, don't purposely get pregnant during this time. You don't know if you got it. You don't know how the baby might develop. You just, just wait. Just wait a bit. Just wait. You don't have I mean, to. Be a lot you don't have to stay Capricorns coming up. <laughs> just, just don't. Listen, and y'all know. I listen, know which people been trying to slander? Listen, they've been slandering them Scorpios lately. I don't know what's going on. Listen, and I'm a Gemini, but I think Gemini, I think we get slandered more. I mean, they do tell Gemini. We get slandered more. They say Gemini's are crazy. They always have evil. I was like, wow. <laughs> listen, and they say, listen, they say we are crazy. And you know what? I've leaned into that. Maybe, I don't think we're necessarily, I think it's what it is. It's just a lot going on with us. And um, <laughs> either some people can handle it and they and some people can't. You know, that's the thing. But you know what's crazy is in this downtime, though. Um, they have to, unfortunately. People are calling off their weddings and stuff. Like, you're going to get the same. I mean, you can't, like, I know some people who had well, planned you know. for weddings in the next, like, either this month, as in March, that's almost over now, but in the month of March or April, May time frame, and they're having to reschedule or push the mm-hmm. wedding date to, like, next year sometime, only because, you know, all these. Um, states are coming out with ordinances and, and these restrictions that you can't have gatherings over 50 people. Well, most weddings are definitely over 50 people, so you can't have a wedding. Right. Oh, now in D.C., they, it's cur- the current guy is more than 10 people, but yeah. yeah, so I understand, and also feel bad for people, anyone getting married this year, planning to get married this year, because even people who were planning to get married in the fall it's going to mess up their stuff, too, because all the vendors that were previously going to be available, if you were looking at, they're now booked. 
So mm-hmm. you better hope you had a venue because otherwise, oh, that's right. Fall is gonna look real slim. That's right. Listen, we we getting through it. We we uh temporary layoffs, good time. There's we, we things that I could talk about about like <laughs> and how terrible Listen. things are going. I'm gonna try to keep on the upbeat because I think we're all we're all innovated. We've all been inundated with the news over and over again. Listen, I'm that's exactly. with, we, like you know, social distance, not for yourself but for other people. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's like it's not fun to not have anything to do other than to sit in the house. But at the same time, it's not about you. Thank you, Neeks. Exactly. It's not about you. Um, so people realize that it's not it, it's not about you. And stop thinking that, oh, because I'm young I and I'll survive. Really... Like, stop being around them old people. I do want to move on to this. this stuff. <laughs> like, I think that's the thing that's really disheartening that people are just like, oh, well, I don't care about <laughs> that person over there that can't afford health care or is too old or has an underlying condition, I don't got shit to do with me. I should be able to do whatever I want, and they can stay over there. I'm like, are you mm-hmm. serious? This is what we come to? We come to being narcissists? Yeah. When I saw that video in Florida, and like, which granted, we were we were super young at that time. And you know, I went out Florida, listen, Florida, Panama City, like, listen, those, yes, we went there. But when you have a health epidemic and people are like, oh, I'm just mad because, like, y'all went all y'all and went down that, there for spring break. And break now and Florida they went back got to all these cases. Homes, which is all over the country. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You went on flights. You went on cars. And, and y'all touching the gas pump at the gas station. On purpose. But mm, let's end on a light note, Nick. So uh, tell me two things you're looking forward to traveling. after all this is over. What are two things you're looking forward Just to not doing? not in D.C. <laughs> okay. Any places in mind? Um, yeah, because I, I love to travel. <laughs> I love to go and explore new places and see new things. And it's definitely um, granny, I didn't have, it's weird. I didn't have any trips mm-hmm. on the books per se, but at the same time being told that I can't go, now I want to go even more. You know what I mean? So now I'm just like, okay, the first chance I get, I'm probably going to go somewhere. Yes. Especially, yes. I'm probably going to book a flight book flights and then push it back to like the fall time and just yeah you know, definitely my I fall think definitely, um, yeah definitely took for granted international travel just all, like you said always assuming just thinking oh I can whatever and now it's like I really I really now appreciate international travel more I, I, I even as much as I talk I mean about it sucks cruises, when something happens I even appreciate cruises. you're all stuck <laughs> yeah it just happened in two different times. That's happened in, not just with this pandemic, but it's happened in two yeah, different the only situations thing, like, cruises. where cruises were fucked. <laughs> and what's funny is, you know, cruises, they weren't, they didn't shut down until they someone they told them they had to. They were going to keep going. Mm-hmm. They were. I don't and know then why they found out that they whole, couldn't, they bring and back then they um, shut them down. Cruise lines full of um, people with the virus, and I'm just like, y'all had multiple, y'all, y'all peaked multiple people on one ship with it. I think it's time for y'all to shut it down. <laughs> just for, if not for the safety of your customers, but the safety of your staff. Um, but the second thing I'm looking forward to would have to be, I don't know, just being, just being outside. Feeling the sun.
and black. <laughs> and we're black. <laughs> so before we before we went to a little break, <laughs> you were talking about some travel. So no travel is number one. Yeah, I don't know. Technical difficulties, y'all. Forgive us. Technical, technical listen, see, you see you see how much this pandemic is affecting us people. <laughs> listen, you see it's messing with technology. In the words of Carrie Hilson, it's the 5G. <laughs> <laughs> It's the five G. Five G. Oh, I can't believe she did that. But what's the um? What's your number two? My number two would just be just being outside and around people. I think taking for granted how much I like. Like you said earlier, how um, you're much more of an of an extrovert than you thought. I've always known that I was an ambivert, which means that I like to be around people, but also like to be with myself. Right. Um. But I didn't realize to the extent that I value human interaction on a daily basis mm, yes and even if it's just you know talking to people in the metro because i take the metro to work or you know speaking to people in my office or i don't know just randomly meeting someone and ha- striking up a conversation like i didn't really appreciate those little things and i'm there might have been times that i got annoyed so now i think i would appreciate it more and just be like hey i just thank you for, for love me allowing me to be in your presence because <laughs> like, being alone I get a lot of stuff done, but at the same time, I'm like, I need to feel someone else's energy in the same room as me, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. What about you? What are your top two things? Brunch. Number number one is brunch. I realize how (laughs) all those times where you sit at home and it's like, no, from now on, yes, I will accept your invite to brunch. I will come out for a quick minute. Those moments where I'm like, oh, no, I'm just going to stay. No, I will. I definitely will come out and even if I don't eat anything or whatever just to, like you said just to socialize mm-hmm. just to be amongst the people and I'm gonna go ahead and tie in also too, leaving the party early I'm gonna start staying a little later now because you know what the last party I went to here in LA I left early like maybe like an hour and a half before the party ended and mm-hmm. I, now I was sitting in my house right now I'm like my ass could have stayed a little longer <laughs> Like, what are you rushing home for? Because, like, now we stuck in the house and can't listen. These clubs is closed, the bars is closed, the rest, the restaurant, even your favorite restaurants is closed. Mm -hmm. I I have an appreciation for shrimp scampi. I know a lot of people think, (laughs) oh, but I love red lobster shrimp scampi and their cheddar bay biscuits. Listen, I can't get that right now. Shrimp, was it Uh, endless shrimp? That's my favorite time I read lobster. And you know, before the Roni, they had like um, the Monday through Friday special, Monday through Saturday, Monday through something special. And on Tuesdays, it's still in the shrimp. Um, so, and then my number two um, would just be family. Like I said, um, yeah. family and friends. Like I said, I had to move out here like really quickly. Um, so I didn't even get to like a lot of my family found out kind of like when you found out that I was moving, but I didn't really think it was a big deal because I'm like, okay, I'm moving, but I'll be able to, I would just got to a point where I would be able to go back and forth and visit and stuff more. And now we're underneath lockdown. So I think really appreciation more for your friends and your family and the good people in your life, like that you could see, see them more as much as you can. Like, don't take for granted that you'll always be able to fly like in a hot minute and go see them or whatever. Yeah. That kind of thing. So I would definitely have to say I would definitely have more appreciation for that because now it's like i have not seen fam or y'all or friends in forever yeah and i was just yeah so i we were talking about that yeah, you said so you're I, coming back out here for a little bit or, or yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah, for, yeah for, i was, just, like, yeah. I was <laughs> literally it probably would have been um 
coming up in April, like the first weekend in April, April Fool's. Week. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I was ready. I was like, yeah, we're gonna turn up. <laughs> Back with my woe. Hello. Oh, I can't hear anything again. <laughs> All right, so we listen. So we're back. Listen, we gonna we gonna wrap this. wrap this up, man. Doesn't listen. Listen, it doesn't want us to, but we are gonna wrap this on up. So if you missed those last two, I'll say it real quick. Yeah, so definitely uh, brunch, join people, stay in the club later, and um, and family and friends. So Nix, I thank you for doing this with me. It's been so cool to podcast with you again. Yes, oh, I, love I missed it. it. I know, and I um, look forward to seeing you soon. Stay safe, stay COVID, Corona, Deroni, Miss Rona, all that stuff free. Uh, any other word? Listen, tell them people where they can find you again. Give them your um your socials. Again, you can find me all over interwebs at, at Shanika Mache. That's H S H A N I K A M E S H A E. That's Shanika Mache on all the interwebs. And, you know, just stay safe, guys. And we'll get through this together. Stay positive. Look at the positive. Always look at the silver lining. The, the new day right. will come. <laughs> That's right. As always, exchangers, you can follow us on the Verbal Exchange pod. Verbal Exchange, no E, pod. And or at my social, Xavier Jonte, X-A-V-I-E-R-J-O-N-T-E. Once again, thank you, Neeks. Thank you for and, having me. Uh, yes and until we see each other again everyone take don't forget to take care of yourself and each other peace bye bye